You work all day, then go home and make dinner. That's not fair, because making your dinner, that's our job. We don't work all day, then go home and do your job, so stop doing ours. Head into Buffalo Wild Wings for America's favorite wings, shareables, burgers, and more. Choose from 21 signature sauces and seasonings to take your dinner from mild to wild. But don't worry, we're dinner pros. If things get too wild, we've got dozens of beers on tap and a full bar to bail out your palate. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Blog Talk Radio. a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the garment of God. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, the founder of the Lucis Trust. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The whole theme of the garment of God is related to the emergence into manifestation of his robe of beauty as it is created and brought into being by humanity. The human kingdom acts as the medium for ideas, which then influence the lower kingdoms and swing them into creative cooperation. Can you say more about what is meant by the garment of God? Yes, that's um, an expression from the writings of Alice Bailey that refers to the material world as a whole, the world that we know as the real world, the tangible world, the manifested world of matter. More specifically for the program today, it refers to the earth, to our planet, and his God's robe of beauty is the natural world, which is, as I think most of us would agree, an incredibly beautiful place. We live on a uh, a planet that's blue and beautiful as the astronauts discovered when they made that marvelous photograph from space that really uh, for the first time awakened us to uh, our earth as a whole as seen from space 
It's interesting that the last half century or so has witnessed such incredible growth in our knowledge about our planet. We have begun to understand plate tectonics and uh, the, the movement of whole continents and the fact of vast climate systems that um, have effects over huge portions of the earth. And then there's the idea of Gaia, which is that term from Greek mythology which referred to Mother Earth, the concept of Mother Earth being deeply uh, ingrained in human consciousness and I think it's a concept that spans many different cultures and goes back to ancient times. But the idea of Gaia, as we use the term now, is the theory that Earth is a living organism, a living entity. And this was first proposed, I believe, in the 1970s by the scientist James Lovelock. It's a spiritually inspiring idea, but it's one that still is controversial and is awaiting scientific validation. But the idea of Gaia proposes Earth as a complex system that's composed not only of interrelated forces such as the physical, chemical, geological, biological uh, systems that make up our planet, but that also sees the Earth in relationship to the Sun around which it revolves. And it says that there is a very precise and delicate balance to the web of life that sustains the earth and this balance enables the earth to be self-regulating and self-renewing in the way it uh, functions. But the thing that has also developed over the last half century is the capacity of humanity to intervene and impose what the great invocation calls little human wills upon the environment and upon the Earth's ability to sustain itself and to keep that balance correct. And science is now bringing to our attention the enormous danger that our planet is placed in by global warming and so on. We are seeing events like the tsunami and earthquakes and uh, hurricanes and typhoons and heat waves that kill thousands of people that are demonstrating to us that something is really out of kilter. And some of our listeners might have seen Al Gore's new movie, An Inconvenient Truth, which Dale and I recently saw and which is really an alarm bell, especially to Americans who have violated some of the environmental um, regulations, um, especially egregiously. And he's calling for a change in our habits that have to be made over, he says, the next 10 years or it may be too late. So what does all this mean for our Earth? Well, it's interesting. All of this is coming out now at the <clears throat> beginning of the 21st century and the end of the 20th century because it's along what scientists are providing us, the, the view that scientists are providing us is, is giving us a picture of the whole the whole earth and because this phenomenon of global warming is is affecting the whole earth and everybody on the earth whether they know it or not and uh, especially if it gets any worse in the years to come which they're saying that it's going to and and it may be already too late to reverse it but um, it, it's an example of speaking spiritually and trying to look at this spiritually from a spiritual perspective which I think is the way we have to try to see this 
phenomena happening, not just look at what's going on physically, but what's going on beyond the physical, <clears throat> behind the physical, because there is a great being at work here, which we some people call God, others call the deity or, or the, the great the being, the Logos, that um, has created this planet and has uh, set in motion this evolving systems. And the more that we can understand what's happening at the whole, at the big, the big picture, in other words, to see what's going on at the planetary level as a whole, the more we can begin to identify with this being and see this uh, experiment that's working out here in a new way and see what our part and how is and how much we are affecting the uh, evolutionary process that's working out here. Yeah, and that uh, realization that humanity can affect the process shouldn't come as any surprise to a student of the ageless wisdom because, as we've talked about on these programs before, humanity occupies not a preeminent position in the plan of God. All the kingdoms above and below are important and divine. Uh, but you could say humanity occupies a kind of a linchpin position as the middle or mediating kingdom in the progression of what the ageless wisdom calls the great chain of being or the hierarchical progression of life. Humanity is the fourth or middle kingdom and is ordained with the responsibility to lift up and stimulate the evolution of the kingdoms below it, which include the animal, vegetable, and mineral. And the Bible hints at this when it says that man shall have dominion over all the earth. That has been misinterpreted to think we can just uh, lord it over the lower kingdoms and plunder as we wish, and that God gave us permission in Genesis. No. Uh, we're learning at our peril that that's a misunderstanding, but we have dominion in the sense of rulership as responsibility for those kingdoms and their evolution. And so humanity is in a very crucial position and has a great deal of uh, influence upon the planet. And as human intelligence and creativity awaken, we become more and more of a danger as well as a potential savior. Yeah, speaking also, again, <clears throat> spiritually here, there is an element of karma involved here because our actions have certain, um, certain uh, responsibilities and um, that have to be worked out. If we do damage to this planet or to some of the kingdoms of this planet, to the uh, to the air and to the water and to the lands uh, masses, then there are certain repercussions that may follow if we're not careful. And I think this is what is really working out. And global warming is one of the effects and one of the karmic effects, perhaps. Uh, of man's misactions on this planet and the mis misuse of the energies and the forces um, that is we're working with. A lot of our misuse of forces, as I understand it, has to do with the human tendency to selfishness and to materialism in the sense of making matter preeminent in our focus and our aspiration. Putting it crudely, we want more stuff. And we 
We want more of it for ourselves and those we care about, and that means less for everybody else, but too bad. That's kind of the sorry story of human selfishness, and Mm -hmm. as it's applied to the planet, it has its consequences. Well, yes, and you see this in that movie, Alan Gore's latest movie here. He points out the consequences. His only movie, I think. His only movie, all right. (laughs) (laughs) The first one, perhaps, in the series. But it's it's one of his standard lectures that he gives to thousands of thousands of times he says around the world. But he points out in this film that the results of the polar ice caps melting can cause the oceans to levels to rise, and what the effect that will have on the land masses, particularly those cities that lie along the the uh, the shores of the United States and <coughs> um, many, of the, many of them will be partly underwater if this keeps up. So uh, it's it's just a warning that uh, of the karmic liabilities that lie ahead for many thousands of people, perhaps if uh, this trend continues. There's something deeply spiritual behind this um, capacity to affect our planet. Um, for good or ill and that is that um, humanity is given a mind given intelligence given creativity and so we are meant to be servants of the plan the divine plan for our world is the evolutionary progression of all life on earth so that eventually our planet becomes what is called a sacred planet and so that the robe of beauty the earth fully expresses the principle of soul or consciousness which is the subjective counterpart of the outer uh, material realm if we think about it we can sense I think the principle of the soul in something like a diamond, a beautiful gem or in in a perfect rose or in a sunset or in a mountain range when we see images of the ocean or of the Himalayas or whatever, we can understand the concept of a robe of beauty being uh, the planetary expression of its divine origin. And humanity's role in all this is to stimulate that beauty and bring it to fruition, we could say. But too often, instead, our our selfishness has led us to say, take the mountain and drill into it and mine it for oil or coal and then leave a heaping mass of sludge and sadly that's been acceptable now we're realizing it has consequences like you say for those people who just tuned in you're listening to inner sight our topic for today the garment of god um we're almost at the point where we have to uh, renew our contract uh, with our radio station, WOR, which we're so honored to be on. However, it's highly expensive. Uh, and guess what? You're the people who keep us on the air. And we'd like to remain on the air, but it really uh, it really comes from you. And uh, as long as you send donations, you can really give us the uh, wherewithal to uh, support our own radio show. Uh, Sarah and Dale, who are really the talents of the show, they take no money for doing the show. So that's their donation, and that's quite a job with all the preparation and 
uh, being here and uh, doing the show, but the half hour is, uh, is small compared to the preparation for the show, and they, as I said, they really take no money at all for doing it. So, uh, although we appreciate your support, uh, we're supporting it too, and uh, especially Sarah and Dale. So please continue with your uh, tax-deductible donations. Um, if you would like to help us out with uh, the renewal of our contract, we'd love to stay on, stay on talking about the values that you have written letters about to us saying that you really enjoy uh, hearing about all the uh, values that we set forth on the show, the uh, values of harmlessness, compassion, uh, how to uh, become one with uh, divine consciousness, and uh, so many of the shows that you've expressed appreciation for. If you'd like to, if you'd like for us to continue with this uh, show every Sunday morning, please help us out. Uh, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust. Lucis is L-U. CIS Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, you can send your tax deductible donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, if you'd like to uh, get in touch with us for any reason whatsoever, uh, uh, probably one of the most frequent reasons why people Call us on our toll-free 800 number to ask if we're a religion. No, Lucis Trust is not a religion. It's a spiritual philosophy uh, organization. And um, if you'd like to call to order a package of general, general information uh, where you can find out a lot more of the details about Lucis Trust, uh, you can give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. It's very interesting going to a a Lucis Trust uh, convention uh, or seminar because it's like the League of Nations. You'll find people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, and it's just amazing how uh, uh, Sarah and Dale have that ability to harmonize all the diversity and get them on a topic of spiritual uh, uh, philosophy that all can uh, find a commonality with, and we have some interesting discussions. So uh, give us a call at uh, 1-866-695-8247 if you want that general package of information. Or the easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. And, and to hear the InterSight programs again, you can uh, order a, an audio cassette by sending $5, uh, or if you want to, you can go to, go to our web website, which I mentioned before, where past programs can be heard. Once again, the website is www.lucistrust.org, and click on to Inner Sight. Uh, well, I'm just I'm just shocked and amazed, and I'm in a well, shock, state of shock and awe that... Uh, the divine consciousness or God or whatever we might say about divine consciousness that really we're expected not to I mean we can't milk planet earth for all it's worth and I always thought that we, I, no, we, we have to we have to serve mother earth well that's, that's really a shock I thought we were uh, meant to just take all we can get <laughs> that's enlightening to me but anyway you know I'm a little bit confused I enjoyed the opening thought by Alice Bailey but uh, the second part of the thought or the quote which reads as follows, the human kingdom acts as the medium for ideas which then influence uh, the lower kingdoms and swing them into creative cooperation. I would like to know how does, uh, how do, uh, 
How does the human kingdom, yeah, what, how do we influence the lower kingdoms and swing them into creative cooperation? Well, it has to do with what's called the science of impression, which is a science that's described in one of the books by Alice Bailey, uh, the title Telepathy and the Etheric Vehicle. And the science of impression has to do with the uh, impression and radiation and distribution of spiritual energy from higher planes to lower. We are impressed all the time, whether we know it or not, mentally, by our ideas, spiritual concepts, being um, impressed upon, radiated throughout human consciousness by the most evolved minds among, among us. We can understand the idea of, say, mass panic or mass glamour. Um, we can also, I think, using that concept, understand that uh, mass uh, response to intelligent ideas is possible. And we have seen instances of this, and probably it happens a lot more often than we realize on a group level. Uh, a good idea in the workplace is recognized by many people at once, and they respond with an intuitive realization that it's worth implementing. Well, humanity's role in the divine plan is to be the impressing agent for spiritual energies to reach and make impact upon the animal, vegetable, and mineral kingdoms. There is a plan, we are told. God has a plan for our world. Exactly what the details of that plan are, we don't know. But it has to do with the working out or manifestation of light, love, and the will to good for everything that makes up our planetary life. And how we understand the working out of light, love, and the will to good is the whole uh, thrust of human spiritual progress. We begin by wanting what is good and lighted for ourselves, and then we progress to wanting it for those we love. And the goal is to want it not only for the whole of humanity, but for the whole of the earth. When we start living by that, that intention to bring light, love, and the will to good into manifestation on earth, it automatically pulls our our own little life into a new relationship to all other lives. Yeah, and the, that's the key word, relationship, because that's really what's uh, happening with uh, the responsibility we have with the robe of beauty, and creating that robe of beauty. We are part of that robe and all the substance that it, it makes up the earth, all the, from the atom on up to the uh, a fully grown human being is made of this substance and we have a responsibility to uh, bring beauty into the world by using this substance in a way that uh, radiates the light that God is intending to uh, manifest through this world and through human activities so it comes down to the quality of light and the quality of this robe of beauty and uh, humanity has a very a key role in bringing that beauty <coughs> to uh, into manifestation there's something really deeply spiritual working out through this whole concept of the earth and its transformation into um, a, um, a spiritual uh, planet a sacred planet 
humanity is the the governing or determining force about whether the earth will become what is called a sacred planet and it has to do with something that extends though beyond the human um, frame of reference the ancient wisdom says that the, the very life that enfolds and enlivens our planet is itself in process of evolution and has a way to go on on that divine level. That great life is also progressing and apparently is not as highly evolved as the lives that inform other systems and planets. That is pure theory on my part. We have no way of knowing or validating a statement like that. But what I find interesting is that the writings of Alice Bailey say that the the governing energy that m- motivates this enfolding life of our planet is that of active intelligence or creativity. And that energy is what so mobilizes humanity today, doesn't it? The human mind, the human resources for creative action, either for selfish or unselfish purposes, are just amazing. Look at modern technology and so on, and what we have developed in the last century or two. And in many ways, it's a a testament to human ingenuity and creativity, sometimes along wrong lines. Yes, I think that there is a analogy here by <clears throat> looking at ourselves we are we obviously are undergoing a, a transition to a more intelligent species of race in in the world and we are like the uh, the um, mind the mind of god we mm-hmm. represent centers of little atoms in the mind of god an outpost of it maybe we can yes say. and as we develop so does the mind of God enables him to develop and um, so it is all part of the same great whole mm-hmm. the great invocation that sounded at the end of the program each week touches on that from the point of light within the mind of God let light stream forth into mm-hmm. human minds thereby let light descend on earth right we are like cells in the mind of God and just as we have cells in our mind and our brains uh, and we are the little god of this little system of ours each our bodies and uh, so we are a kind of a microcosmic pattern of the greater whole the writings of Alice Bailey say that the present time is so significant and so auspicious because evolution apparently has been really hastened really stepped up in some ways unforeseen by the hierarchy due to humanity's quickening intelligence and the mass level of education that's available. This is putting a tremendous force or power in the hands of human beings and it's really a question whether we're going to use it for divine purposes or selfish. Something, she says, is slowly crystallizing into expression through this vastly stepped up Uh, spiritual progress and what is hoped is that those servers of the planet those servers within the human race that she calls the new group of world servers will be the preeminent creative agent not only for humanity but for the lower kingdoms uh, animal, vegetable and mineral so that the divine plan can work out and that humanity can overcome its selfish impulses 
and can grasp the greater vision of the plan. She says if that's possible, then the control and creative development of the three lower kingdoms in nature will slowly be put under the supervision of humanity. And she says, thus will redemption come to all through man, and thus the glory of the Lord of life be seen. Please take advantage of this week's special offer. And the special offer this week is that if you donate to our to Lucy's Trust, Lucy's Trust sponsors this show, we'll be able to promise you more shows on inner beauty, uh, discussions about truth, love, and the value of harmlessness to all kingdoms in the kingdom of God. So donate, and we may be able to stay with you, offering these same shows to you every week. Uh, give, uh, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And those donations are tax-deductible. And you've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. 